beloveds, I just feel led to share something with you. Lately, the Lord has been putting, I believe, uh, these words on my heart, sticks and, sticks and stones. And I just believe He wants me to share this. So I pray it blesses you, and I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you bless this message. And... Jesus, just touch the hearts of others through this. In Jesus' name I pray. Make it go and minister into the lives of your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We don't realize how powerful words are. If we just go from the beginning, the Lord created the heavens and the earth with what? Words. His words. Jesus was the Word, and He became flesh. We use words to convey our me our message and our life. We use words for everything. Words are very powerful. They can lift you up and bring you life, or they can bring you death. It says, Proverbs that the power of life and death is life and death is in the power of the tongue we do not realize and we take for granted our words lord said that every idle word that we speak we will have to give an account of on the day of judgment we are so frivolous with our words And we also don't take into account if the Lord Jesus said something because he's so precise, he's so powerful, but he's so detailed. If he said no idle word will go unaccounted for, then that means he doesn't speak idle words. And he said, basically saying, I don't want you to speak idle words, only use words that have the meaning behind it you want to convey. Take the time to think it through. And don't use meaningless sayings and stuff just for nothing. Words have power behind it. We can technically kill ourselves or others with our words. Maybe not in a physical sense. Maybe we could. You know, but uh, why even try? I know that majority of people have had, if not everybody, has had some negative words spoken over their life one way or another from one person or another. And if you were hit by somebody, it would hurt for a couple of days, but it would heal. But there are words that have been spoken that can make wounds that last honestly in your entire life if they're not healed. If we don't let the Lord Jesus heal us. I've come to the conclusion that we can do two things in this world. Add to the chaos or add to the construction. We can build up or break down 
And I think there's enough chaos in this world. We need to love one another and show the love of Jesus in the most easiest way, but also the most impactful way isn't by giving money. Yes, it's by giving our time, but I think it's by giving our words, our encouragement. Sometimes most people just need a word of encouragement. They need to know that they have hope. They need to know they're loved, that they're not abandoned, that they're not going through life alone, that they're not in this alone. Jesus is right there for them. How much he loves and adores them. He made them special. Just, we don't realize. We think, oh, what was I made for? To be a doctor, a surgeon, a nurse, a dentist. No. Beloved, you were made to make Jesus smile. Isn't that the greatest thing? You know, it, it says. Jesus. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. So the birds, the fish, the elephants, the turtle, the doves, the flowers, the butterflies, even the bugs, the hounds the ants. They were all created just to make Jesus happy. You know, why do you have kids? Because they make you happy. For those that want them. And Jesus made you. Because you make him happy. When you turn to him, when you look at him, when you think a good thought towards him, do you know he smiles? Do you know he adores you. He's your father. He's like, that's my baby. That's my girl. That's my boy. You know when you do something for him? When you obey, when you, you're like, oh, I feel, hmm, I feel like the Lord is telling me to text somebody that he loves them. And encourage them. And you do it. Do you know? I can only imagine. He's up in heaven saying, look. He realized that was my voice. He's getting it. She's getting it. Isn't it awesome? I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of her. Look. All this time, they're now getting it. It wouldn't surprise me if he cries tears of joy. Yes, the Lord has emotions. Everything we have, he has just intensified. Isn't it amazing sometimes to just think about stars in the sky? Yeah, he made it for his pleasure, but he also made it for ours. Just to point us back to him. Point us back to him. And our words, I mean... Wouldn't you like somebody to speak only good words over you. That's what the Lord Jesus does. He doesn't tell you you're not worth it. He told you you are worth it when he went to the cross for you. He said, you know what? Yes, you did all this wrong. Yes, you deserve 
to go to hell. Yes, you deserve the this cross. You deserve it. But I love you, and I'm willing to take it for you. So he took it for you, and he took the beating you and I both deserved. He died and he rose again because he thought you were worth it. Says the joy that was set before him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So, in a sense, you could say whatever what your name is. Let's say your name is Jude. For Jude was set before him. And for Jude, he endured the cross. For Samantha was set before him. And for Samantha, he endured the cross. For Amanda was set before him. And for Amanda, he endured the cross. For Ashley was set before him. And for Ashley, he endured the cross. For Sh Shirley was set before him. And for Shirley, he endured the cross. For Michelle was set before him. And for Michelle, he endured the cross. Meaning, your Jesus, our Creator's pride and joy, gave up his own life. He thought you were more worth it than his own life. Because he, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but as far as the word, as far as what I've read, you can gather him saying that heaven wouldn't be heaven without you. So he endured the cross so that you would have a way to go. You just got to receive it. And believe it. And follow and obey him. And he's not trying to be a taskmaster. A harsh taskmaster. No. He just wants you to obey him because he doesn't want you to get hurt. He wants you to have true fun. He wants you to know what life is truly supposed to be. It's supposed to be living and working in collaboration with him. He's got everything taken care of. He's the one that says Jesus is the one sustaining the world. Not us. Even our lives were not sustaining. You really think about it. We have no true control. But over very simple things. He does. He just wanted us to have a part. You know. He can do it. He could for sure do everything without me. If I were to pass away. None of this would change. Jesus is, still con Jesus is still in control. I'm just a little piece of a puzzle. But the Lord loves, Jesus loves me enough to die for me and take my place if we return to him. We don't realize the words that we say have value and how much you and I have value. Would you give your life for somebody you didn't love? Would you give a hundred dollars to an enemy? When we were sinning without any hope, we're enemies to the Lord Jesus. But he died for us anyways. He gave us his life. Since he gave us his life, won't he give us anything else? 
We need to have confidence and have faith. But the words that we use, we need to be more wise in our speaking. When somebody makes us upset, don't just lash out at them with the first unkind thought and with the and don't take offense. Even if what they're saying is offensive, don't take offense. Do you know the reason? We always have to know, remember, there's a reason behind everything people do. You go to the store and the cashier's mean, rude to you. You never met this person. So most likely she's not mad at you. She probably had a really bad day. So instead of being rude back, taking offense to it when it has nothing to do with you, and by just being rude back, you're just going to make it worse. You're going to make yourself feel worse. You're going to make her feel worse. And you're going to make it probably ten times harder on the next ten people behind you. Instead, just let it roll off your shoulder, whatever they say or however they treat you. And just say, you know, do you know Jesus loves you? Or whatever, just ask the Holy Spirit what to tell you. Do you have the Holy Spirit? If you don't, ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit because he's the best thing that can happen to you. Aside from your receiving Jesus, and when you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is the best tool you can have. Or really, not the best tool, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. It's the best friend you can have. Just ask the Holy Spirit, guide me what to say. What You know what will touch this person's heart. You know what will turn her day around or his day around. And just say what you feel. Not what you feel, but what you feel led to say. Like, I just want to let you know that the Lord Jesus loves you. And sometimes we all have hard days and I get it. And I just hope that you know he loves you and he's watching out for you and... I hope the rest of your day goes better and and whatever you're going through, I just want you to know I'm going to say a prayer for you and whatever the Lord says to say. Because your words, do you know that your words can change somebody's whole perspective, whole way of thinking, and their not just their whole day, but their whole life? One small gesture of just a few words can change a, whole, a person's entire life. If just a few words can, from you, or me, can change the whole trajectory of a person's life, don't you think that means, and I'm talking about negative or positive, don't you think that means that there's power to your words? If just a few words, you could talk to somebody and never touch them, but just throw words of darts at them, that are negative to the point where they give up hope on life and do something harmful to themselves like end their life don't you think that those words had power how much more than will words of love and acceptance I'm not talking about of sin I'm talking about of them as a human being as a creation of the Holy Creator, the Lord Jesus. Loved, cared for by our Savior Jesus.
and kindness be the representation of Jesus through your words as well as your actions and your deeds. How much more it can give life to somebody who feels hopeless. My mama used to tell me whenever we would go anywhere, I'd always tell as many people as I could, have a blessed day and Jesus loved them. My mama would get kind of frustrated with me one day. We were pulling in our driveway and she said, why do you do that? I said, What's, what are you talking about? She said, why do you tell people, have a blessed day and Jesus loves them? Most of them look at you funny. They look at you weird and they roll their eyes or they look at you rude. You don't deserve that. Why do you even, why, why do you even put the effort? Why do you even care? And I'm not, my mom was the most amazing woman in the world. And she wasn't doing it like saying, don't care about people. She was just doing it in a mama bear's heart where she was being hurt for her baby that was not being treated with the kindness that I was showing them. She was just protecting me in a sense. She was basically saying, just say it to the ones who would be kind back to you. But I told her, Mom, my perspective was, still is, what you don't know what people may be going through. And one of those people may have thought, you know, I'm going to buy food for my family. I can't take this anymore. Because we were at the grocery store. I'm going to buy food for my family. I can't take this anymore. I'm going to make sure the house is filled with food. And then I'm going to go and commit suicide or just end it all. And just by me saying, have a blessed day, Jesus loves you, might give them just the spark of hope. Or they may have asked the Lord to show them he's real one way or another. And by me saying, Jesus loves you, may have been just a spark of hope they needed. I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but if nothing else, it may have made touched somebody's heart my mom said she never thought of it like that and then she from then on never questioned why I didn't and now she's done it and it might just plant a seed but we never know what somebody else is going through and we need to just take a minute to put ourselves in other people's shoes and just know that we were all created in this as humans in the image of Jesus. And we all are working together through this life. And we're all going through some sort of battle. Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, one way or another. And we're all trying to make our way home. To heaven. And we just need to pray for those who don't know Jesus. And we need to pray for our faith to be stronger because of what we're living through. This is nothing compared to what's going to be happening. And if we're not ready or right, this isn't. We need to be ready. We need to start preparing our hearts. And another thing is when my mom was saying, you know, to just be kind to the ones that are being kind to us is just like what Jesus said. Love your enemies because when we love those and are kind to those who are kind to us, what better are we than the politicians as Jesus referred to? 
Just being kind to those who are kind to you does not show an example or a rep representation of Jesus. When we're a representative, we're representing Jesus to people. And Jesus sat with the sinners, came for the sinners, didn't come for the saved. He came for the one, he left the 99 for that one. And there was a time that I was that one. There was a time where you were that one. And Jesus just keeps calling us back. Do you know how much he loves you? He doesn't just love you. Just as Savior, just as Lord, just as your Lord and Master. No, He loves you as a friend. He loves you as a Father. Christ Jesus is your Father. He loves you as a husband. He's intensely, passionately in love with you in a way you could never fathom. When He looks at you, and me. It's like you are the only one in the universe to him. He made himself so available to us. Now, you know, we think, oh, Lord, I'm sorry to come to you. I know you're busy, but I would really appreciate if you would help me with such and, you know, getting my work done or reading the Bible or I know you're busy. Yes, he's busy sustaining the universe, but he's never too busy for you because when he created you, he created you with a part of himself that's always available to you. So when you talk to him, though he's still sustaining the universe, his full attention is on you, even if I'm talking to him at the same exact time. His full attention is on you, and His full attention is on me. He's not like us. Remember that? He's not like us. We're made in His image, but we're not Him. He's not us. We're one-dimensional. He's everything, everywhere. He's amazing. He's beyond our comprehension. We just really need to get to where we just abide in Him. He's the vine, we're the branches. We're called, He's the head. He is to tell us where to go, you know, like our brain. Our brain tells us, okay, go get some food, go get some water, your body's thirsty. Get some sleep, your body's tired. He's the one who tells us who are his hands and feet. Um, go reach out to Rachel. Go reach out to um, Samantha. I need you to tell this person I love them. I need you to tell this person don't give up hope. I need you to give this person a Bible. I need you, you know, he's the head, we're the body. We're the, his hands and feet. And we need to treat it like the honor it is. We 
we need to be washing more people's feet and not sitting down and demanding others wash ours. When was the last time you washed somebody's feet? Physically or or in, in another sense, served somebody else? When was the last time we just came to God and just said, Jesus, I just thank you for what you've done for me. Just take a moment and just say thank you and acknowledge what he's done. Not asking of anything else. It's something we need to do more of. Something I need to do more of. Some days we should just call Tuesdays thankful days. We should do that. Still ask what we need, but focus on thankfulness. Tuesdays and Thursdays with the T's. Thankful Tuesday and thankful Thursday. We should do that. Make that a thing. Just write something you're thankful for and put hashtag thankful Tuesday or thankful Thursday. And just keep an ongoing list every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just write out what you're thankful for. Put it on your social media to encourage others or write it in a journal. Or just tell the Lord verbally. All that matters is that you're getting Jesus' attention. and I don't know you appreciate him. Because he appreciates when you obey. Even though we're supposed to, we need to. He knows it's not easy sometimes. He knows that's the thing. We think he doesn't know. He knows. That's why he's so gracious. He knows we're so small. We're so... Fickle. He remembers we're just us. But he also knows we're our soul as Christians, as who believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're safe in his hands. We just got to get to know that. That's another thing with the words. We need to start feeding ourselves good words. When we start believing the lies that are thrown at us through people or through the spirits that are attacking us. That's when we fall and that's what happened to me. I'm struggling right now to get myself back up to believing the truth that the Lord Jesus has spoken over my life. We need to hold on to the promises that Jesus has said to us. He says he will never leave you nor, nor forsake you. He won't fail you. He's left you with peace. He Rose, he died for you and rose again to give you abundant life, not death. He has great plans for you. He has joy in a future. He didn't a future with joy. He didn't make you to give you depression. He didn't make you to be sad and sick all your life. Yes, we go through things, but he lo- Jesus loves you. You need to remember you're valued. You're the pearl of great price for Jesus. But we need to not be the, that servant that hid their talents in the dirt. Lord Jesus gave each and every one of us a talent. For many years I hid my talent in the dirt, thinking I wasn't worthy enough, that I'm not enough, being lazy and thinking I have nothing to offer the world. And then for many years being sick, 
still struggling with that. But now I know that I don't want the Lord Jesus to come and me have had a talent and a gift that he gave me that I didn't use. And now I'm realizing what a few of my gifts are. I want when Jesus returns for him to have had at least a return on his investment. Jesus invested himself in you and in me. Don't we want when he comes back, we all will stand before him one day. We want to or not. And yes, I am afraid. He is powerful. But we shouldn't be. we got to get to where we know he loves us. If we come in with Jesus, we don't need to be afraid. If we come in without him, we need to be terrified. But come in with Jesus, Jesus' blood covers you. We're good. But... Don't we want to give our Creator a return on His investment? Meaning, have shared the gifts He's given us? For His glory? And for our good and for the good of our brethren and our fellow creations? Whether that be taking care of animals, but more so in the Kingdom of Heaven, being sharing the Word, that's what we're all called to do, share Jesus one way or another, through word, through writings, through speaking. Through And if the Lord has given you gifts of prophecy, and if he tells you to share it, then do it. But we ultimately need to know the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And once we do, then we can follow. That's why we need to get in the secret place. In the beginning, it'll feel awkward. But just think of it as meeting with your best friend. And then you'll be wooed and wanting to come back. Looking forward to it. Focus on spending time with the Lord being something you enjoy and doing what the Lord wills as a joy. Like right now, me sharing these perspectives and revelations. It's a joy to me because I know one way or another. I'm doing the will of the Lord Jesus because I'm hoping I'm touching somebody else's life. And mostly because I'm doing it because I feel that it pleases Christ. And Jesus did what he did for us and for me. What, what I have to offer Jesus is nothing in comparison. It'll never be, it never will be, I never will measure up. But that's why I received the gift of grace. And... If I could just do one thing to make Jesus smile and to help somebody else get there. Like I said, I can't save anybody. I can't save myself. But I can cheer you on and I can share whatever revelation Jesus gives me. Even if it doesn't touch me, it might touch you and it might make it be easier for you to receive what he has for you to do we're all here to lift each other up and ultimate to Jesus and ultimately exalt Jesus because he's created us to, to worship him and just to love him and what better joy is that but our words have power and today I want to speak words over you 
Do you know how wonderful you are? Do you know how special you created in the image of our amazing, almighty, astounding, just Christ Jesus, our Abba, Father, and that you you're saved by the blood and the grace of Jesus Christ. You know what a gift that is, that you even have faith to believe in Jesus. That alone is a gift. Do you know how whenever you ask for something that the Lord Jesus would move heaven and earth for you? When Joshua asked, prayed and said, Lord, make the sun to stand still so that they could defeat the enemy. Did you know the Lord Jesus did that? Because one man asked. Just one. Did you know, remember, when the Lord parted the Red Sea, He did that for all of Israel to get through safely. And not only to get through safely, He made His kids get by safe and use the same thing that He used parting the Red Sea to protect his kids he used to kill their enemies so the same thing that the Lord Jesus is going to use to bless you he's going to use to commit to kill your enemies he's going to use to bring down those who are trying to bring you down even those who are speaking harm over you never try to bring harm on your enemy pray for them because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against bad spirits. Municipalities. But Jesus is greater. He's already accomplished everything. It's all done. We just got to watch it play out on and praise Him through it. Just wants our love and praise. Sometimes it's hard because we see what we see, what's going on around us and what's going on inside of us. But we need to remember Jesus. If Jesus is living inside of you, he's greater than the one that's in the world. So if Jesus is inside of you, you have nothing to fear. You have every reason to rejoice. So know you have a calling. You were called for something great. Start searching for what that calling is, no matter your age, no matter your career. You have a calling in the kingdom of heaven. Whether that be prophecy, whether that be just sharing the gospel, and that's not such a thing as just. It's good. It's the only good news of life. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit will guide you in what to say. And at times, He'll take over your mouth and just speak it. Just ask Him to. Whether it be writing stories, whether it be podcasts, whether it be sharing on YouTube, whether it be writing letters to people, whether it be sending devotionals, whether it, whether it be reaching out to those you know that are, in, are not saved, whether just ask the Lord Jesus because time is running out and we need to use the gift that the Lord Jesus has given us and he's given us all the gift of words. And if you can do nothing else, I mean, even somebody who's bedridden can pray. And we need more intercessors. We need more people praying for the saints of Christ to be strong in this hour so that the temptation doesn't overcome them and that the falling away doesn't hit and affect us. And that those who have 
started drifting away. I need prayer for this as well. It's It's been a really hard battle spiritually for me. So all the prayer warriors lift me up in prayer as well. And I'll still keep you in prayer. The Lord Jesus hears the, the prayers. He hears everything. We gotta realize that. Then we would expect more. And if we believed what he's showing us, I struggle with that as well. We need to pray for more wisdom and the blindness to come off of us and for our hearts to be so sold out and our hard hearts to be, Lord Jesus, I just pray this hardness to be broken off of all your church and your people for hearts of flesh to come back and emotions and joy and compassion to just come back to your church and Jesus you to just move in ways that never we've never seen for us to take up boldness for your kingdom of heaven for you are at hand you're knocking we know please Lord Jesus just give us your understanding just touch us start worshipping more spending more time the Lord Jesus stop watching worldly things start watching things that will make a difference we need to realize are we doing things that make an eternal value even in our own lives are we listening to things that make an eternal impact on us because we all will stand before Jesus the Father Abba Yahweh we will we will nobody else will be there with us Except Jesus, if we've received him, please receive him. Please just seek him right now, today. Take time. He's given us all the same time. Just wants us to use, I mean, just some of it to seek him. Doesn't he deserve it? He created us. Jesus just really loves you. You are a joy to his heart. You make him laugh when you do cute things. You make him smile. You are unique in the most wonderful ways. There's nothing bad about you. You do bad things. We do sometimes. But everything the Lord Jesus made in you is wonderful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're more special to the Lord Jesus than all of his creations as far as animals and plants and combined insects. You're more valuable to him. You're more valuable than all the gold combined. You're more valuable to him than his own life. He didn't just give up his kingdom for the three days. He died and rose again. He left his kingdom for 33 years. We need to let that take an impact on us. Because it sure impacted him. Do you want to live alone? Most people don't. Jesus didn't want to live alone. 
He doesn't want to live without you. You know, when you're sleeping, he protects you and he smiles all over you. He has angels all around you. You have nothing to fear if you're with him. He controls everything. Even if he allows things to happen, God doesn't give you your pain. Everything that happens to you does have to go through his hand. So before something hits you, the Lord has to approve of it. And he allows it. But behind it, behind every thing, every pain, every hardship, if you trust him, he's got the greatest things in store. Your blessings may just be around the corner. You may be feeling like I've been feeling like you're being broken. He's just trying to give you a breakthrough. And me. Just hope. Just keep hope alive. Jesus won't fail you and he won't let you down. And take one minute at a time, one day at a time. You may not know what your future holds, but as long as you know that Jesus lives and that he holds your future... And if you just turn to him and surrender your life to him, only good things can come. Because in the end, what's the worst thing that could happen? And if you're with Jesus, there would be no worst thing. There really isn't. With Jesus, there is no such thing as death, ultimately. And where Jesus is, it's all perfect. Ultimately, because he's there in completeness. But he's also here. He's in our hearts. We just trust him. Jesus loves you. Hope this blessed you. Have a blessed evening.